Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome into episode number 583 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me like he does every football Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. The one and only host with the most, the people's champ, Mr. Patty Pitts. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? Kyle, how we doing? Because uh, you're looks like uh, you're enjoying a nice victory Monday. Victory! Mm-hmm. I Shout missed that. Greece. Yeah, I'm just going to keep my hood here, Assassin's Creed style. Pause. And um, <laughs> the game. Because uh, <laughs> this is how we feel right now. Uh, I feel like a Sith Lord. I feel dark because... My football team just forgot how to win. I mean, we couldn't even beat the team that you've already beat twice this season. And we just can't figure it out. And it's frustrating. That's it's it. a good yeah. time. It's a good time to be flying high. The birds take down the Cowboys. That sorry sack of a franchise. Almost handed it to them, but they said, you can have it. And, uh, we come away with a big 28 to 23 victory. Hey, Dak, might, might want to shrink your feet a little bit, buddy. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> uh, we're going to get You're into too many everything. close calls. We're going to get into everything with the birds and the boys. Uh, Pitts' power rankings. We got some Phillies news. Got some Sixers, some Flyers, and maybe we'll have a little uh, brink bonk bump to end the episode. Uh, but before we get into everything, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. You can follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your podcast and audio form from. It's the most effective and direct way to help us continue to grow helps more people find our network as a whole uh and really helps just all of our podcasts you know continue to do the damn thing and uh you know we want to keep things rolling and and keep things fresh and hot so go subscribe wherever you get your podcast and then of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia that's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week every show on our network live streams uh, the whole nine yards i mean like thinking about it next week pits i'm just here thinking uh because the eagles are on the buy maybe maybe we'll do an underground live stream for nfl sunday who knows who knows that's why you gotta follow us on the socials and that's why 
you got to subscribe because then you'll know if we're actually live or not. Um, we're on that road to 700 subscribers. Trying to get there before Thanksgiving. That'd be clutch. We're 20 or we're 75 subscribers away. We're at 625. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep the subscriber train going. Uh, and of course, like I mentioned, this podcast presented by the City of Vineland and the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland uh, on their social media via Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Finally, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy, the birds are flying high. Get a big win over the Cowboys. And uh, I was my, – my, collective body not even just my butthole just my body clenched throughout that final minute and some change there stressful Uh, end of the game this breakdown is brought to you by our awesome merch partners at phi apparel company our official merch partners uh they've got awesome stuff that you can stand out in the crowd with and gear up for the eagles the flyers the sixers the phillies the union and underground sports philadelphia uh when you go to phiapparel.co use code underground for 10 percent off any and all merch orders it's the most effective and direct way to support us and everything we're doing uh so go to phiapparel.co and stand out in the crowd and stand out with your friends uh and use code underground at checkout for 10 percent off your order Big win, must a must, must have must win. win. It was a, a can't lose type of game. Cowboys, it was a must win. It was a can't lose for us, uh, simply because this game, in my brain, effectively eliminates the Cowboys from almost any shot at winning the division. Yeah, in that in <clears throat> in the logistical sense, yes, because now you have to split. Worst case scenario. Eagles have the better record right now. But also, you could not lose that game in front of the home crowd. You couldn't. And, I mean, it just you could not lose that game. And the way you did, it felt like you almost did, which is crazy because that was a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, to walk away into the bye week at 8-1, and one, where I had them at 9-0. and oh, But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, in my preseason predictions, I did have that's the Eagles at just, nine and zero. Well, that's I, what you I believed. I believed, and yeah, I believed a little too, too hard. We should have beat the Jets, but that's in the past, and it doesn't matter because we're eight and one at the top of the division. Uh, Cowboys are five and three. The Commanders are four and five, and the Giants' season is effectively dead as they are at two and seven. Um, Dude, they got they got kicked overboard. Yeah, and the. <laughs> <laughs> They got smushed. Oh, uh, Lord. The best part about this, too, is like the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, have one, two, three, four. The Eagles have four more games at home. They have the, the reverse schedule where they have more road games this year because of the odd number than they do home games. 
Uh, but the Eagles, 4-0 at home, 4-1 on the road, and uh, winners of three straight going into a much-needed bye week to get everybody healthy, uh, especially Jalen Hurts. You know, that was a scary moment going into halftime uh, when he gets that hit to the knee. And I don't know about you. I want to get an unbiased perspective because I might sound biased talking about this. Don't you think that any other quarterback in the league gets a flag thrown on that play for the low hit on the quarterback? I don't want to say every other quarterback. Just about. Yeah, but especially I don't know. the They're quarterbacks getting... in Jalen's echelon. Like, replace Jalen Hurts with Patrick Mahomes. That's 110% of them. I think he's the exception. I think he's the only you, one. You replace, uh, let's see. I'm trying to just think in my brain of every division quarterback. Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen's probably. Call. I think Josh Allen gets that call. I think Joe Burrow gets that call. I think Justin Herbert gets that call because he's like the darling boy for whatever reason in the NFL. Brock Purdy most certainly gets that call. And I'm not even saying Brock Purdy's in Jalen's echelon. I'm just no, saying. but it's the Niners. It's the team right. he's on. Exactly. That's the whole point. He's not uh, in that echelon, but it's the. The legacy of the team. It's, whatever. it's pathetic yeah. that, that that wasn't a call, but you know, Jalen seems to be okay, luckily. Um, but the bye week has come at a perfect time to get healthy, rest. It's like right in the middle of the season. It's the, it's, it's as close as you're going to get to the middle of the season at this beautiful. point. You watch uh, what you want, you buy. And I mean, this game as a whole, Kenny Gainwell got things going, bouncing back yo, from. Uh, yo, that from, touchdown. When he hurdled that man, he did a whole. He just went. He just Superman now. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> you, 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 you cranked that right thing, there. dude. That was insane. That did was a whole ass touchdown. cannonball into the end zone. Mm -hmm. uh, the tush push was beautiful as always. We ran it. We ran it when we were deep man. in our own zone to just give ourselves breathing room, which was great. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Jalen goes 17 of 23 for 207 yards passing, two touchdowns, 36 yards on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Rashad Penny saw two carries in this game because, uh, first and foremost, Boston Scott was out for three practices this week and was out this game for personal reasons. We Everybody here at Underground hopes Boston Scott is okay, hope his family's okay. We don't, we don't know what the personal matter is, but – just as a whole, Boston Scott is like one of those beloved fixtures in Philadelphia, and this would go for anybody. We just hope Boston Scott, his family are okay, and hopefully everything uh, gets back to where it needs to be for him to be able to be back with the team and, and be on the field on game days. I started him in fantasy this week, and I had Rashad Penny on my bench. Well, Rashad Penny only had two carries for eight yards, so that's all you missed out on. Well, I was starting DeAndre Swift and him. My, we have a really it, it it's we're hurting. Pat right Pitts now has a secret love for the birds. <laughs> yeah, you know, between the militia, the birds, the Motor City Kitties, I just I love them all. Just call uh, me Ash Ketchum, baby. <laughs> AJ Brown's 125 plus yard receiving streak came oh. to an end, but he had seven catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devontae Smith three catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. He's now got four touchdowns on the year in Pitsy, my preseason. Uh, Devontae, yeah, have over, Devontae over five and a half touchdowns. It's looking pretty nice. At the it is looking because he got one. Four. 
Yeah, he's, he's got four. four on the year now, so need two more. We're looking good on the on the Smitty on the skinny Batman touchdown prop. Uh, DeAndre Swift two catches for thirty one yards. That one catch he made when Jalen was like on the run and it looked like he was just like getting ready to throw it away, and Swift came back made the catch. That's big time players make big time plays. That was a big time player making a play. That was uh, agreed. Dallas Goddard three catches for fifty yards. Got injured. Hopefully he's okay. Um, did not look great. Uh, didn't come back into the game after getting yeah, injured, but hopefully he's good. okay. Hopefully James Bradbury's okay. I know he hasn't played all that great this year as a whole, but um, that play towards the end of the game where came up with the leg injury, hopefully he's all right. Um, what a sack by Josh Sweat, by Brandon Graham at the end of the game. Oh, that was so clutch. That was a big play. Those Talk about were... big-time players making big-time plays. I love Brandon Graham with my entire heart, man. Like leader. The the story of Brandon Graham needs its own documentary because for him to go from the University of Michigan and then the Eagles draft him 10th overall when everybody is clamoring for um what the hell's his name? That played for the Seahawks safety. Oh, um Jam- no, not Jamal Adams. Uh, no, what's his face? No, it's annoying. Earl Wagner. No, Earl. You just combined yeah. Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas. It's Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas. Thank you. Yes, Earl Thomas. <laughs> um, everyone wanted Earl Thomas because we had just traded Brian Dawkins or released Brian Dawkins, and he went to the Broncos, and that I'll never that'll never sit well with me. Um, no but sense. you take Brandon Graham doesn't fit in right away. Chip Kelly comes in. He's out of position in a lot of ways, and it's like, is this guy ever gonna, you know? get it together and then Doug Peterson comes in Brandon Graham becomes Super Bowl hero becomes part of this like core four of guys who have been here for over a decade with him Lane Johnson Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey and in his 14th season in the same uniform is still making big time plays for this football team like I like you want to talk about like Hall of Fame like Mount Rushmore Philly athletes Brandon Graham, I don't see how you can like make a list without him on it. At this point, I don't think so either. He feels like he's been uh, like a, a integral part of this team for as long as I've been around Eagles fans and whatnot. I mean, it, down at school, I have Eagles fans talking about how Brandon Graham is such a leader on the you know in the locker room, all that. And then I come down to the underground here, and you're praising Brandon Graham, you know. So for me, coming from the outside. And into the circle, I mean, I I feel like you can't mention great Eagles defensive players and not have Brandon Graham in there. Like, to think about the core four on this team, because all of them made plays tonight. You know, obviously, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson have just been unbelievable on the offensive line since they became starters. And then Fletch comes in, gets a, a, a big-time sack with Kobe Dean, who we hope is okay. Uh, he left the game and was out with a foot injury, so we'll see how he heals up over the bye. And then Brandon Graham with that sack. Like To have guys who were drafted, 2010 was BG, 2011 was Kelsey, 2012 was Fletch, and then 2013 was Lane Johnson. Four straight years of having guys that are just unbelievable leaders on and off the field for this team who have only worn Eagles green their entire career. And I mean, BG specifically, to be an athlete in any sport, to wear the same uniform for 14 seasons is unheard of in today's like modern sports world with free agency and trades and 
There's no loyalty. There's, There's no loyalty. And to see those four guys just continue to be dogs for this team is so cool to watch and, and seeing them make big-time plays when we need them the most. Um, and, I mean, I loved Eli Ricks uh, going on Twitter after the game and, and saying, you know, he's got to be better. He's going to clean some shit up. Uh, his words, not mine. Um, and, you know, he got dropped in the deep end today with, with – Bradbury getting nicked up with Slay getting banged up here and there. Bradley Roby was not in this game. He was out from the jump. Eli Ricks was put in the deep end by Sean Desai and had to cover CeeDee Lamb or try to. And, you know, as much as I bag on CeeDee Lamb for being not a true wide receiver one, he made the most of the opportunity going up against an inferior matchup. And that's no slight to Eli Ricks. He's a rookie. Like, what do you expect for going up against a guy who has been a, in in that Cowboys exactly offense? Saw, that was That's, such a backhanded compliment I've ever heard. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Ceedee Lamb, but like against our third, fourth string corner, like, literally no. against like our fourth or fifth string corner. Bro, that was the, I'm just shame talking how he sees it. You know, he took advantage of the matchup. He took advantage of the matchup. Hey, great job, but you suck because he was against this person. Has CeeDee Lamb been the same type of receiver since Amari Cooper left the Cowboys? I think not. That may not be up for debate. May not be up for debate. People are saying. Um, But, I mean, big-time plays. Shout-out to Dak Prescott for having big-ass feet and stepping out of bounds in that two-point conversion play. Um, Just another chapter in... This storied Eagles Cowboys, 129th time these teams played. That's insane, dude. That is an insane amount of times. Hassan Reddick had a sack in this game. BG, one and a half sacks. Josh Sweat with the full sack. Nicobe Dean with the other half. Um, Jalen Carter with a half sack as well. And Fletcher Cox. So, got after the quarterback. Dak Prescott literally got turned on his head. Yo, that... Oh my god! Before we got on here, when you showed me that, well, with the dance movie with him spinning on his head, meme. Oh my god, I was in tears, bro. It was so funny. Oh, I mean, that. So was, you think you can dance? Is that what it is? It was. Um, it's one of those straight to DVD movies. Where did I save it? Uh, you got served. You got served. It's a, yeah. That's a I classic mean, meme. That was, that was a, I mean, he also got helicoptered, lit up, you know. That was so good. Like, landed straight on his head. Just unbelievable prowess by the Great defense selling. there. Great um, selling. The, there's a lot of stuff that the Eagles have to clean up during this bye week and, and really hone in on. I think the in-game adjustments need to be a little better on both sides of the ball. Um, there, there's got to be better situational football on offense. There were multiple times in this game where the Eagles offense could have like put the nail in the coffin and just really ended this game. Um, you got to take advantage of those opportunities and this game in particular defensively when you're getting after the quarterback, the way that the Eagles were and so many pressures, so many hurries, you've got to capitalize and finish those get after the quarterback, make it a QB hit, make it a sack, make the quarterback uncomfortable 
uh, because there was too many. Con- like the third and fourteen conversion to CD Lamb was just like that can't happen. Uh, too many times you just let Dak Prescott complete long ass passes or let them get long runs after the catch to put them in more manageable situations. You've got to end them when you have an opportunity to. And the Eagles had multiple opportunities defensively in this game. Uh, I think this was one of Sean Desai's worst defensive uh, games that he's had as defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, Especially down the stretch because you almost choked the game away. Um, You got to be better. You got to be more disciplined. And I think the bye week, like I mentioned at the top of the show, is coming at a perfect time. Get people healthy. Do a lot of self-scouting, a lot of self-evaluation. Um, and I think the Eagles will be just fine heading into this quote-unquote gauntlet stretch that they have of Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. Yeah, I was really – the only weakness I saw today was from their defense. I felt like everyone was open. It just felt like there was guys open everywhere. For God's sake, Tolbert caught a I don't I literally when he caught a touchdown I went Mike Tolbert no way too thin and it's like guys like that that are getting open you I mean I was gonna ask you that is it because of the the lack of depth right now and the, the hurt that you know I think part of it is with? the injuries um not having Bradley Roby has been tough even though he was like a mid-season signing like the game he was in was great um and he knows the nickel position you're playing an undrafted free agent, Eli Ricks, who went to Alabama, so like didn't go to some like no name school. Oh, yeah. So he's yeah. a good football player. He's a rookie going up against CD Lamb. That's a mismatch. Uh, you know, when James Bradbury hasn't <clears throat> been typical James Bradbury this season, uh, that's a problem. And I think part of it also is Sean Desai just loves this zone defense that he runs. And when we have the players that we have defensively, we're too talented to be running a zone defense. Zone defense, Mm -hmm. when you have guys like Darius Slay, like James Bradbury, when he's healthy, Avante Maddox, Bradley Roby, uh, you know, Reed Blankenship, Kevin Byard on on the safety positions. Like, those players are too talented for you not to be playing man to man and moving with guys like. You know, Richard Sherman, like Sean Desai comes from the Seahawks. You know, he was with the Bears, but he's from the Pete Carroll coaching tree. He know ball. Um, so he knows how to run a secondary in particular. And you, the, the zone defense drives me absolutely nuts week in and week out. Uh, shout out to uh, my best friend's husband, Anthony Funk. He's the man we we tweet about it every single game day this fucking zone defense this fucking zone defense and it drives us nuts because that's an in-game adjustment you have to be able to make as a defensive coordinator like sure it's switching up a scheme but you have the talent and the players to play man-to-man that should be following player like if you're paying Darius Slay the money you're paying him and I'm not saying Slay had a bad game this is just they were playing him out of position for whatever unforsaken reason like to me, you don't need to shut down Brandon Cooks in, in a game like this. Yeah. You don't need to shut down Michael Gallup in a game like this. You need to double cover CD Lamb. Like, yeah, if why those guys are going to beat you, that's on the players. That's not yeah. on your scheme. You need to have guys covering CD Lamb. And if you're going to pay Darius Slay top 12 corner money, if you're going to pay James Bradbury the money you're paying him, why are they not covering CD Lamb and you're putting an undrafted free agent on him? 
Yeah, why seriously not playing man on CD? That makes no sense to me. At all. Or you go like a uh, a spy, like over the top of the safety, with and with like a weird kind of off mm-hmm. double team with CD. Once he gets into a certain zone, I feel like that would have worked out better. It's just in those situations you should be putting your CB one against a their wide receiver one, yes, and just letting it play out. And it's it's not like the Eagles like coming from someone who team legitimately does not have a secondary you do and you we guys played against one of your good. former guys tonight you did stefan gilmore Cooked he's covered ass. he was yeah you he, who was he on mostly aj brown i saw i saw him on both Devante and uh aj he's someone yeah they play both whatever but even then like they're making decisions i don't know Fun fact, a kid I went to high school with is on the Cowboys coaching staff. Look at us. Graduated with everything. people with the Cowboys. Look at Marquise us. Marquise Bell. Eric Simonelli, shout out. Look at that. Uh, but the Eagles win, big time win, and uh, it was needed for my sanity. To go into Absolutely. a bye week on a loss, sorry for your loss, um, because I was genuinely hoping you would win today because fuck the commanders. Yeah, um, you know. But to go into the bye week with a win and then can sit on a win, especially against the Cowboys for an entire week plus is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, you don't have to go to Germany next week. <laughs> Frankfurt. Speaking of Germany, shout out to the boy, the homie, Isaiah Pacheco. I don't know if you saw the clip. I posted it on my Twitter. Signing autographs two hours after the game was over. Oh, for that's the fans a over in Germany. Like, Pop has <clears throat> always been somebody, whether it's high school, college, and now, to understand how important and valuable fans are to the game. And for him to just take his time signing every autograph that was being clamored for in a foreign country, knowing that they don't get to see NFL football, they don't get to see. The Kansas City Chiefs. They don't get to see Isaiah Pacheco play football every day. That was really cool. I'm proud of him. And, uh, you know, for him to to do that, he doesn't have to. But the fact that he took his time and spent hours after the game signing autographs for fans was really, really cool. Yeah, shows a future locker room leader for sure. 100%. So I'm with you there. Uh, Pitsy, shall we go around the league and do a little league wrap-up of uh, these old games here? Yeah, it's football Sunday, so I don't see why not. You know, it's a good idea. Alrighty, so this is how things uh, went in the NFL in Week 9 as a whole. The Steelers won on Thursday night against the Titans 20-16. That was a yucky game. (laughs) I had to start Will Levis this week in the league. That's where we're at. Uh, the aforementioned Kansas City Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14 in Germany. Uh, the Vikings, Josh Dobbs, Yo. comes from the clouds to beat the Falcons 31-28. The fact that Arthur Smith still has a job is crazy. I've I've not seen so many people hate on one coach that still has a job that's not New England. Well, you know why he gets exponential hate? It's because Kyle Pitts is not being utilized. Not and John who Smith is catching 71-yard touchdowns, and Pitsy. Kyle Pitts is not. Arthur Smith is a Nepo baby. Yeah, his dad created FedEx. Yeah, 
He's literally yeah, just has a job for fun. Yeah, dude. And he's it's the best. Why? Why? Why did the Falcons draft Bijan? I, I don't know. Why? I don't why? know. That's, I, I, these are questions the champ cannot answer because of the stupidity that has came from it. Usually, there's I feel bad for Taylor Heineke. I hated Taylor Heineke for years because he played for Washington. Fair. Came in. I love Taylor Heineke. Played pretty decent. You know, I, I was looking for him to get his uh, purple and gold Jordans because he buys a pair of Jays every time he beats a team in the NFL. Um, Does he really? Yeah, it's his thing. It's pretty. That's sad, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. He I gets like the, that. the opposing team's colors in a pair of Jordans. Uh, that's did you see Taylor Heineke's awesome. Halloween costume? No, I did not. So his wife, fiance, girlfriend, I'm not sure what their relationship is. Lady uh, person. His partner um, dressed up as a, uh, like a, a headlight. She was a car. And the lights were on her boobies. Oh, is he a deer? And he was a deer in the that, headlights. I did he spent see the that. entire that was... night staring at her boobs. <laughs> that's Just guys goals. being dudes. That's goals, people. <laughs> Hashtag guys being dudes. <laughs> that's that's just dudes. That I love. Deer dudes. in the headlights. That was an unreal costume. Oh, the creativity. <laughs> so great. But Josh Dobbs, man, smartest smartest player in the NFL at this point. He, you know what his degree is in from the University of Tennessee? Management. He is an aerospace engineer. You could have given me. <laughs> A thousand guesses, and that was not he's where I'm so was smart. Going. He's so smart. I love Josh Dobbs. I hate that he plays for the Vikings, and I hated that he played for the Cardinals. But I think he's just—he's so rad. Like he's the somebody journeyman. I'd love to sit down and like just like have on here, even though he has no affiliation with Philadelphia. Whatsoever. Doesn't matter. He's so cool. I love Dude, Josh Dobbs. I—that's someone. If his degree is in aerodynamics, that is. That's an intelligent man who aerospace he engineer sees, Josh Dobbs and my dad dude, said he sees things on the field that we probably could never even. Well, did imagine. you hear the quote um, from Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings coach today? No. Uh, because Josh Dobbs obviously was traded at the deadline, was not expected to play in this game whatsoever. Um, so Josh Dobbs didn't take a single rep with the offense in practice this week. No snaps from Garrett Bradbury. Had never thrown passes to anyone and didn't know most of their full names. Quote, that's for next week, he said. When it was time for Josh Dobbs to come into the game, the Vikings offense huddled on the sideline and went through the team's five primary cadences and right tackle Brian O'Neill, uh, or said right tackle Brian O'Neill. That was the first time he had gone through it with the rest of the offense. There was also a quote, um... Yeah, so Alec Lewis, who is the Vikings beat writer for The Athletic, uh, said Josh, Do uh, Josh Dobbs said the Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell was essentially translating calls and mapping out plays mid-huddle as the play clock was ticking down. Kevin O'Connell called Josh Dobbs' ability to handle it all uh, one of the most impressive things he'd seen in his career. So in the headset, he's breaking down and mapping out everything for Josh Dobbs. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's what so I'm cool. saying is that he's seeing things on the field that you do like that aren't possible for the average it, you know, even more above average NFL player. The fact that he you're breaking down team cadences and plays and whatever in mid the game. huddle mid game and you're translating it so this person can understand it like that is so next level IQ 
that only makes him that much more special. And here's where my mind goes. He's got a job in the NFL for life after this. You don't think any coaching staff would kill for a coach like Josh Dobbs? I'm yep. just... I, he's I, only 28. Are you serious? He's only 28 years old. No, he's not. No, he's been dude, he's been playing since I've been in high school. There's no no shot. Josh Dobbs is only 28 years I was looking it up today. He's he is 28? 28 years old. Uh... Turns 29 in January. He was in the fourth round of the... See, okay. I like Josh Dobbs even more because I was at the NFL draft when he was drafted. Really? He was drafted in the 2017 draft when it was in Philly. Uh, so, yeah, he was drafted in 2017 by the Steelers. was there till 2019. Then he went to the Jaguars in 2019 as well. Then he went back to the Steelers in 2020, That's 2021. Okay. Then he was with the Browns in 2022. He was on the Lions practice squad. Uh, yeah, or yeah. off-season 2022. He was with the Titans in 2022. Went back to the Browns this year on their Jesus practice squad. Christ. Was then traded to the Cardinals and then traded to the Vikings. Jesus, dude. Talk about your roadmaps. He's the ultimate. Like, like he is like a Colt McCoy, but like a little bit oh, better in terms of just Way like athleticism. Um, type of backup quarterback that you want. Like. That's right now. I want awesome. Josh Jobs starting for my quarter, my NFL team. But I, I don't. Wow. Um, Saints beat the Bears twenty-four to seventeen and hang on to win there. Uh, the Packers absolutely embarrassed the Rams twenty to three. I'll save your team for last. Uh, mm-hmm. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, now eighteen and one all time against the NFC. Embarrass. The Seattle Seahawks, thirty-seven to three. The Seahawks had a top ten defense and a top five offense coming into this game, and lost thirty-seven to three. The who? The Seahawks. They had a top five offense and defense. Top five offense, top ten defense heading into this week. I think they were the fourth ranked offense and the uh, ninth ranked defense overall. Jesus, and they lost thirty-seven to three. Bro, the Ravens, or I don't even know if it's the Ravens or if it's Lamar Jackson because they're a completely different team when he's not on the field. Yeah, Lamar is playing like MVP season Lamar right now, and he does it against the NFC every single time. Eighteen one. I, I got. We got to find out what the one loss was against the NFC. I'm trying to think. What a like, lucky team. I know. Seriously. Uh. The Texans, in improbable fashion, come back to beat the Buccaneers 39-37. to There's so many storylines from this game. So many. C.J. Stroud is, I saw the perfect embodiment for what C.J. Stroud is as an NFL quarterback. uh, Because I have always been of this belief. I think you have always been of this belief. I think Matt has always been of this belief. And millions and millions Millions. of others. Ohio State quarterbacks don't cut it in the NFL. Them in Alabama. C.J. Stroud. Well, let, let's pause on the Alabama. He went to Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts started at Alabama. Tua went to Alabama. Yeah, there's always the anomalies to the equation, okay? Yeah, and this is going to work for you as well because I saw one. No, <laughs> it doesn't the, work. He sucks. The, no, ready? He's, the, okay. the meme of the, it's usually all the soldiers and then the one clown. Yeah. 
I saw one that it was all clowns and one soldier at the front of the line, and it said C.J. Stroud, Ohio State Ohio quarterbacks. C.J. <laughs> Stroud is good, man. No, he's really good. Uh, just What a drive to win that game. And I also have to say, what an awesome, awesome, awesome highlight. I want to get his name correct. They're backup running back. Oh, my. Yes. I'll let you say it. Yeah. Uh, Let me find the highlight because I tweeted and tagged him. Uh, Dare Ungabwale. What an awesome, awesome thing. To come in was practicing kicking at halftime when Kaimi Fairbairn got hurt. And then comes in and kicks a field goal. That was so cool. (laughs) Dude, that's nonsense, baby. Live for that shit. Dude, that's nonsense. He's got a fan for life in me because that is awesome. As somebody who kicked in high school and knows, like, how difficult it really is, that was awesome. You got a fan in me. You got a fan in me. Big facts. Big, that's big. That's a peep right there. Uh, the Browns blank the Cardinals. Dude, do you remember when Jonathan Gannon was such a great hire by the Arizona Cardinals to be their next head coach? What a fucking loser that guy is. I love preying on his downfall. Ugh. 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 And I love, I love, right? I love that their one win this year is against the fucking Cowboys. Dude, they played Channing Tatum at quarterback. Like, what do you, like... Clayton Looney Tune. Oh, Clayton Tune. On the pawn, Tune! They traded Josh Dobbs to start Clayton Tune. Yeah, I... I Whenever I hear the name Clayton, I think of the weird kid in the science class from Drake and Josh. Hi, I'm Clayton. I think it's something completely different. So fucking Looney Tune. Oh my yeah. I mean, that guy. That Looney guy Toon. should not be. Dude, the other. Cardinals are a Looney Tune organization. Can we just like free get Zach that on Ertz. record? Free Zach Ertz. Yeah, that's prison. They sent him to Guantanamo Bay. Literally going to Arizona. <laughs> that goddamn franchise. How do, you, I, okay. how do you get shut out by the Browns? How? <laughs> What an embarrassing organization. He <laughs> got no answers, man. He got no Fucking answers. loser franchise, the Arizona Cardinals. The funny thing is that, like, they just continually shoot themselves in the foot, and it's hilarious. And I'm it's here for it. Hard. As long as Jonathan Gannon is their head coach, I am here for it. Okay, here's my thing. Is this going to – hear me out. It's not hard to draft a quarterback for your team. Okay, it's hard to draft a franchise guy. They've continually missed just drafting anybody. I mean, for God's sakes, Josh Rosen was supposed to be the chosen one before they were like Kyler Murray. He's it. And even Kyler's hurt. I I still don't think they'd be that good of a team. Even with Kyler Murray. Let let us remind everyone: Matt Castorina's comparison of Kyler Murray is. The NFL's Ben Simmons. It's, I mean, dude. It, it, Matt, good shit. Like, I, it's the best comparison you could possibly make. 
they're just the same person. And it's the Cardinals as an organization just they suck, dude. Like they I just love it. suck. I love it. I love it. There's nothing good. And then all the, the allegations going on about the team and org like Wait, Karma's is, a is, bitch. What is this? Have you not heard this? No. Oh man. Oh, there's like wicked allegations going on around the Cardinals that it's a toxic work environment and that workers were workers, employees were interviewed and saying how they felt like they were walking on eggshells around ownership. Oh yeah, it's a big story, dude. Find me those articles because I need to read those. Yeah. Um Bet. Oh shit. The yeah, I will always prey on Jonathan Gannon's downfall because he cost the Eagles a Super Bowl. Um moving right along, the Indianapolis Colts back in the win column, they beat the Panthers twenty seven to thirteen. Uh the Raiders, who might be the most unserious franchise in the entire NFL after firing Josh McDaniels, how soon until he's back with Billy B on the sidelines? I don't you know what at this point, like just make a mosey tomorrow and just <laughs> say fuck you bill o'brien because that's the way this year's going we're like anything can happen the cap doesn't make sense people can just walk in like a revolving door i just i'm so sick of it i just you know what if he wants to come back you can have a map patricia roll where he colors in the corner of the practice area <laughs> just make sure you color in the did, line did you see what the last straw fuck. was for him getting fired uh yeah and it's kind of hilarious even as a patriots fan it's kind of <laughs> hilarious i don't even get oh, that i oh. the champ of the patriot peeps does not even get that butthurt about it because when i heard it i was like oh that's a great when i heard the, the initial antonio pierce story don't, don't you talk about the patriots like that <laughs> No, but here's the thing. Like, I, when I heard through, I'm like, that's a great way to rev up the team. Like, I was like, like right. I was like, that's a great way. Like, great motivation. And you have fucking Scrooge McDuck in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you going to say about the You can't say about the No, don't talk about Bill like that. Dude, no, like, no, 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 no. It's like the Punisher to me. No, 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 no. What the, like, dude. How, like, I, I don't know. I, I think that's like, you oh, got to so be good. chill out. It's so good. Oh, but they beat the Giants thirty to six, and then after the game, they're smoking victory cigars in their locker room after a Week Nine Bro. win. I don't know what's worse: them smoking the cigars in the locker room, or the fact that I started the Giants in fantasy this week. Defense. Oof. I was. Uh, my logic was Raiders broken team, but uh, that's not how the way it works. You know what? I'm gonna say this on record, Kyle. Okay, so. Raiders, Antonio Pierce, never coached an NFL as a head coach, never coached a game after being fired. Boom, what do they do? Win. Last year, we had Jeff Saturday coach. That feels like and a he... fever dream because I saw him <laughs> on NFL Live or one of the ESPN shows just back in his studio analyst role last week, and I was like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> Were you just on the sidelines like a week ago? That you know? feels so like, like it did not happen at no. all. That's crazy. So my logic is, why don't we just kick B, uh, B Bill Belichick to the curb and just bring in Edelman? Like, just, let's just bring in Edelman. No, you know, because... Edelman's too prominent. Like, Fine. Jeff Saturday, like, Hall of Fame cult. But, like, he played on the offensive line. Antonio Pierce, all-time so giant. Mayo played linebacker you got to bring in like chris Rod hogan <laughs> no that's i 
We need another Rodney Harrison. There it is. That's nice. who it is. He's, yeah, he's coming from TV. Uh, works with the Jeff Saturday. There we go. Bringing and I think if Rodney Harrison came in right now, this team would end the year like no, six you, and two. You got to bring in like Corey Dillon. <laughs> That's even more random. Logan, oh Joe Andrewsy. <laughs> There's someone ridiculous like that. Oh, it's so Teddy good. Bruschi. That's it. You got to bring in Teddy Bruschi. This team's going six and two and fighting for a playoff spot. Raiders win 30 to six. Uh, we mentioned, obviously, the Eagles get the big win over the Cowboys and currently Bengals beating the Bills 21 to 10. Um, but the other game we didn't mention, the Washington stinking commanders come away with a win. Against the Patriots, twenty to seventeen. I'm bummed because I was pulling for your Patriots for once, and they couldn't get the job done. And the one play I saw on red zone haunted me in my nightmares. Felt like Jack and Sally. Shout out to to Blink One Eighty Two. Just the ball going off the fingertips of one Jalen Rager. Yo, the fact that Jalen Rager is seeing field time in this offense feels like a fucking fever dream. All right? Do you understand how frustrating it is? Yes, I actually no, do. No, I actually do understand how frustrating it is. But here's the thing, you I got sympathize with you there. <laughs> I know but what you, it's like. But you got rid of him and evolved. It took we're, us long enough. We're we're trying to evolve and Bill goes, "All right, I see that who we're going to upgrade at this position. Jalen Rager." Like, "What? How what do you see in him?" And then Keyshawn Booty who Booty 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 rocking everywhere. everywhere. He's not rocking on the field because Belichick has him practice crushing it like all week, you just hear reports from all the beat reporters that he's had a good practice. You have the quote that it's my time, all this. What do they do? They inactive. In, like, what What are we doing? And then Trent Brown's inactive. You have, like, it's it just Juju Smith is our best option at wide receiver. Like, what are we doing? And are we traded max number one to the Raiders? Like, it's just... It's so frustrating to be a Patriots fan right now because you know me. I like to be positive, but there is very, very little to be positive about. Yeah, I was bummed. You know, the commanders, it felt like they were blowing it up. They traded Chase Young and Montez Sweat at the deadline. Montez Sweat got paid. Uh, And it felt like it was like them waving the white flag. We're we're mailing it in. And it felt like the NFC East was going to be a two-team race, Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, and the Commanders get a win and stay alive in that seventh wild card spot. Um, that was a bummer. Awful. That was a bummer. Absolutely awful. Now, Pitts, I have to ask you. It's a burning question. Do you think it's the lighthouse's fault? Is the is the new lighthouse cursed? I think this happened before the lighthouse. I really think all this started because I think the original was lighthouse was there, and then this new big scoreboard covered up the old lighthouse, so they built a new one. So, wouldn't you say that the scoreboard is cursed? Is it a combination? Is it is it the is it the well, cheapness? You can't have peanut butter without jelly. So and maybe. the gimmicks have the Patriots think, gotten too gimmicky? I think they just got too old. 
I really think they just got they're they're way too old at this point. The league is passing them by, like in all seriousness. Like you look at the teams around the league right now with the Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Motor City Kitty Lions, like they are just they're fast. They're oh Don't sorry, the, the Eagles. Eagles. I'm sorry, the Eagles. <laughs> sorry. But it's, it's but it's new football and it's adapting and it's evolving into what the league has become which is offenses that are young fast star receivers star quarterbacks who not only can do it in one element but both with their feet and with their arm and you have the patriots that are relying on mac jones to be tom brady again in being this pocket passer doesn't need the best guys he just does it on his own when that is an anomaly in itself, there will never be another guy like that. So you have to move on with the league's trends. And every year they pass on that opportunity, whether it's a star receiver in AJ Brown or Debo or DK, whether it's drafting a guy like Mac Jones instead of taking someone else, or if it's an, in my opinion, they should have got Baker Mayfield for a cheap draft pick or whatever trade for him with Cleveland and then you have him, and then you can just build around him for he's now. He's a free agent this year. Thank God they should freaking sign him. The Bucks all right? signed him as a free agent. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, they could have signed him as a backup and whatever. You know whatever. who could save the Patriots? Who? Jameis Winston. I don't hate that. I, I like, I'm, like, I really, I like Jameis. His work ethic is unbelievable. Yeah, he's a little bit erratic in the pocket, but like that's what you have Bill Belichick for to guide you and Bill O'Brien and the alleged return of the ghost of Josh McDaniels too. So you have great offensive minds there to help mold him and help him be more uh, disciplined and poised in the pocket. It's there, and they're just not doing it. Can I give you a little glimmer of hope? Please. For the future, at least. Right now, Patriots have a top five pick in the draft. Yeah, and they're going to draft the a goddamn time? tight end. Yeah, they are projected to draft Brock Bowers. Do you understand how fucking frustrating that is, Kyle? But when's the it's last not- time the Patriots had a top five pick in the NFL draft? Uh, 1996. So I think, you know, when you're sure. on, on these Sunday episodes, a website that Matt and I and Dom and Dylan are very familiar with from both Sixers and Flyers, we got to do Tankathon with Pitsy. I'm. Are you ready to? At. Are you ready no, to embark on the journey of finally giving in and using Tankathon to your advantage? I can't. I can't. Pray. I can't. Tankathon, not a sponsor. I, it's just a useful tool that we have used. Yeah. No. Whatever. No. But they're great. I, they're great homies over there. A champ. But a Kyle, a champion never gives up, and. That's kind of my like. You know who I need to fall to a really cool team so I can get his jersey when he gets drafted, and this goes against all of my, um, my like jersey analytics rules where I don't get jerseys of guys who are younger than me. But he's just got too cool of of a name. You know who's in the draft this year? Who? Cornerback from the University of Alabama, the one and only Kool Aid McKinstry. Okay, I saw this and I thought it was fake. I I thought it was an AI generated name. Kool Aid. Like what? 
That is the coolest his name I've heard. His his actual first name is uh it's either I want to pronounce it correctly. Um Caviar. It's either That'd be a sick first name. Go Quincy or J Quincy. Um Oh, okay. But it's with a G, so apologies to, to Kool-Aid. Apologies. Kool-Aid McKinstry. I need him to go to the coolest team. It would be awesome if he was an Eagle. Um, but like right now he's project DJ will love this. Right now he's projected to go to the Packers seventh overall. <laughs> DJ loves Kool-Aid McKinstry. Um and DeColdest. Oh, DeColdest is awesome. Um, but yeah, right now Patriots slated to draft Brock Bauer. He's good though. Brock Bowers is very good. No, I don't want him. I want not like Kyle, there are only like two positions that I really want. Tackle. I want the biggest, meatiest man you can find and put him on the line. I don't care where he comes from. I just want him to protect. Or give me a like linebacker. I don't think I think Mac Jones, you get rid of boom, you sign a free agent. I don't think a quarterback in this draft, other than uh Primetime's kid, is the answer. You go get a veteran. You get a guy like Josh Dobbs to just build up for a little bit. I, I There's a lot of question marks with this quarterback class. Caleb Williams is a fraud. He is a fraud. I, like, no. Okay. Um, I want to just get a tackle, play it safe, because for God's sakes, we haven't been doing that in forever. We're just, we're just, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't keep going. I'm, I'm gonna get mad and angry and yelling. And <laughs> I just I can't do that right now. We have sleepy parents. Uh, I think that's a great transition. But before we get into it, it is brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can download the Tomahawk Shades app or go to TomahawkShades.com. Check out all they have to offer. From sunglasses to blue light glasses, prescription lenses, and everything in between. And when you go to check out, use promo code uh, USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off at checkout. I'm going to shift our screens here. Give Pitsy the floor. Here it is go. time for Pitsy's Week 9 Power Rankings brought to you by Tomahawk Shades this week. And Pitts, you tell me, my good friend, All right, here when we go. to hit the music. All right, you can hit my music right now, Mr. Bennett, because we got Week 9 NFL Power Ranks. And Danny DeVito. Why is Danny DeVito making an appearance in my NFL Power Rankings? Because his name's being confused with the backup quarterback for the Giants, who replaced Daniel Jones, who might have a torn ACL. Danny DeVito getting love. That's uh, always, in my book, great. Number nine, we got the Chiefs winning in Frankfurt. I think that's the first NFL team to win in Germany ever. So congratulations on making history yet again, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, Saints coming in at number eight. Derek Carr scored me more points than anyone else in my fantasy teams this week at quarterback, and I had a lot of guys on by. So shout out to Derek Carr. All right. Um, number seven, Fortnite. So fucking back. I just played a game before hopping in here with my boys. First game back, got that victory royale. 
So that's what champs do, Kyle. That's what champs do. Uh, number six, the Browns. Congre- this is my congratulations to you on shutting out the Cardinals. Congrats. Now move on. Number five, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is just breaking the mold right now and shattering every stereotype that was about Ohio State quarterbacks. And the fact that he said this, I don't know if you saw this, Kyle, but when he stepped on the field, he told his offensive lineman, just give me time and I'll make the play happen. I mean, that that just says he got that dog in him. So he's coming in at number five. Number four, the Ravens. The Ravens just don't know how to lose to NFC teams. Lamar Jackson, 18-1 against NFC teams again. And he just made the Seahawks look like a JV Pop Warner team. I mean, MVP again, maybe. Who knows? Uh, number three, Josh Dobbs. Screw the Cardinals. Screw the Vikings. It doesn't matter what team he's on. This man just knows how to win. And as we mentioned, the dude studies astronomical physics or whatever, mechanical engineering. He should work for NASA, but he plays for the NFL. And the fact that he's a quarterback and doing this shit is absolutely incredible. Also didn't know he was 28. Means something. All right, number two. They're on by, but it doesn't matter because they're still the best team in the NFC. My Motor City Kitties getting that rest this week coming in at two. They're going to be primed and coming back next week to get that dub once again. And then, um, I mean, it's kind of obvious, right, who the number one team is. It's not the Patriots. No, I'm not that biased. It is the Philadelphia Eagles getting that win against them. Boys, Jalen Hurts breaking every record. Kyle told me a bunch before we got in here that he is broken. And they just keep rolling. And they're heading to the bye. I mean, it's incredible. Go, Birds. Run that list back for the people. Give us one through ten. All right, we got number ten, Danny DeVito. Number nine, Kansas City Chiefs. Number eight, the Saints. Number seven, Fortnite. Number six, the Cleveland Browns. Number five, CJ Stroud. Number four, Baltimore Ravens. Number three, Josh Dobbs. Number two, the Detroit Lions. And number one, your Philadelphia Eagles. And there it is. It's Pitsy's Power Rankings brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades. TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP for 25% off your order. I do have one correction there. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won in Germany as well. Oh, they played yeah. in Germany? Tom Brady breaking records before Pat Mahomes. Water's wet. <laughs> uh, there is one more Jalen Hurts stat that I have for you here, Pitsy. Oh, here it's we go. For this season, I want you to guess. This is Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Passer rating when trailing this season. I want you to guess where Jalen and where Dak Prescott rank in the NFL. Passer rating when trailing. When trailing this season. I'm going to go Dak at... Wow, I want to say really low. I'm going to say Dak at like 26... And Jalen Hurts at, like, 8. Passer ratings when trailing this season. Jalen Hurts has a 121.4 passer rating. That is first in the NFL. Oh, wow. Passer rating when trailing this season for Dak Prescott. He has a 65.1 passer rating, which is dead last in the NFL. 
I knew Dak was low. I knew Dak was low. I didn't think it was that low. That's uh, that's terrible. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, shifting gears from the NFL, just a quick hit here on the fills. Congratulations to Zach Wheeler, Gold nice. Glove winner in the National League. Nice. Bryson Stott and JT Real Muto were robbed, but <clears throat> in lieu of a Gold Glove. Congratulations to Bryson and Drew, his fiance. Baby Stott was born tonight. Hey. The fact that Bryson Stott's dad is mind-boggling to me, but so happy for them. Shout out to the Stotts. Um, baby girls here and healthy, and that's all that matters. Um, plus now he's got dad strength and revenge for not winning a gold glove and revenge for not getting to the World Series. Bryson Stott about to have a vengeance breakout anger. year in 2024. Good Great grief. motivators. Um Let's shift to the NBA, shall we? Sure. It's been a while. I, this since... is a team that I. This is where my. This is where Boston comes alive. It's brought to you by our pals over at Dubby Energy, keeping us energized when two a.m. Woj bombs are going off, and uh, yeah, geez. when the Sixers just keep on striving. Dubby Energy uh, is clean energy. No jitters, no crash, all natural ingredients. And Pitsy, they just dropped two new flavors saw this. of their hydro hydration formulas. Their uh, monkey madness had to die for this, but these flavors sound delicious. Watermelon nada, which is watermelon lemonade. And pineberry splash, which is pineapple and strawberry. I'm here on the the watermelon. The watermelon lemonade is my jam. That sounds That's right up my alley. Delicious. It sounds tasty. I need to get both of those. Those are the two that are caffeine free, um, so they just keep you hydrated. It's good for hydration uh, throughout your days. They also have obviously the energy uh, versions, and all of those flavors are delicious. I'm a big fan of the beach and peach, which is the white peach mango cooler right here. Uh, you guys can go to w.gg and use code underground for 10% off your order and, uh, go to war on big energy with underground sports and dubby energy. Uh, Pitsy swears by this stuff. What do you I think do gets too. me up? At, what do you think gets me up at 4am? And it's the, best. the ability to stay up from 4 a.m. to 8 30, 9 o'clock. Like, it's Dubby. It's the best. Uh, W.GG, code underground for 10% off. Uh, Pitsy, since we last talked, James Harden is gone. Ding dong. The stripper lover gone. <laughs> we love it. James Harden Trey, we talked about it on Wednesday's episode. So if you want the full analysis from myself and yeah, you, like, definitely check that episode out. But please do. It's very funny that we were sitting here last Sunday talking about James Harden and then like a day later he's traded. <laughs> yeah. Literally. As I was going to work, I see you post a video or you're texting me. And I'm like, what the hell are, are you, you? I was like, why are there's no one should be up right now? And I look at my phone, and it's James Harden to the Clippers. And you're like, well, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I don't blame you. It makes sense. Uh, James Harden traded, and the Sixers just keep winning. They lost the opener by one point to the Bucks. They're on a four-game winning streak. The they beat the Suns on Saturday afternoon, 112 to 100. Um, Joel Embiid continues to play extremely well. Tobias Harris is playing well. Tyrese Maxey is unbelievable. Um, and 
coming up on Wednesday, Pitsy, we've got our first Sixers Celtics matchup of the year. Is this for like the in season tournament or it is not? So okay. in season tournament games are uh Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay. Um can you explain this to me like a fifth grader because this in-season tournament makes zero sense to me so the nba in-season tournament i'll give you the rundown here just quick Um, yeah just brief synopsis because nobody knew that it actually even started um right here so it's very similar to soccer uh like european soccer like champions league where the tournament rules are as follows each conference is divided into three groups with five teams each, and there's six groups total. Okay. It's a round-robin tournament in each group. Tuesdays and Fridays during November feature each team playing one game against each of the other teams in their group, so that's like your group stage. Okay. Two at home and two on the road. Okay. These And these games still count towards your regular season record as well. That was my well, next question. Okay. But they're also for the in-season tournament. Okay. Four teams from each conference advance to a single elimination tournament. The three pool winners, so each group winner, mm-hmm. uh, in addition to the group runner-up with the best record as a wild card. So that's okay. advances. The semifinals and final will be played in Las Vegas, I believe, the second week of December. Yeah, December 3rd as well. Yeah, it's, uh, December 9th is the final. Um, okay. And then for the 2023 tournament, players on the champion team receive each receive half a million dollars. Runner-up gets 200000 And the players on the two losing teams in the semifinals will each get 100000 And the players on the four losing teams in the quarterfinals each get fifty k. All right, so it's more of a, a personal, like, player bonus rather than a team... Impact. And it's a it's a let's get fans to care about the NBA before Christmas initiative. Okay, then that makes a little bit more sense. Is there any like I would like there to be initiative for, or not initiative, but like incentive. That's a better word. Incentive for the playoffs. Like I, I don't know, maybe if the the West Coast team wins, then they get home court. Yes, like oh, I don't know. I I just I like that little element. I saw a lot of people talking about potential, you know, things here and there to uh, help incentivize the in-season tournament. Uh, I want to pull it up here. Our our good pal Josh Reynolds tweeted a couple of them from some people here. If I can find it. Uh, here we go. Uh, so Trista Crick, who works for Odyssey, um, that MGM does a whole bunch of NBA stuff, used to work at Barstool. Yeah, I remember that name. Um, she said the winner of the in season tournament gets the fifth overall pick in a draft. Oh. So it's like right in the middle of the lottery almost. I like that. No, I um, like that a lot. I yes, I like that. See, there you go. May not have to do some of the playoffs, but there needs to be some incentive for the team for next year 
that makes the in-season tournament that more legitimate. And then I have a counter to her thing, too, as well. And then Tyrese Halliburton, who plays for the Pacers, mm-hmm. uh, said the winner gets a playoff spot. I think that's a little difficult. That's to That's too much navigate and everything yeah that's too uh, much no. my good my good pal ninja bands on the tweet machine ryan shout out to <clears> rye <throat> uh said i think top five is too high but a pick at the end of the first round would be dope that i agree with like so an extra how, one kind of so like how baseball like if a player leaves in free agency but you tendered them the qualifying offer and they turn it down then you get a draft pick in the fourth round uh to supplement them leaving in it happens a lot in uh the national lacrosse league too when there's uh players signing free agency you get a compensatory mm-hmm. pick like comp picks yeah, kind of like the nfl too like <clears throat> the leaves yeah. and depending on tier i think the the teams that are in the semifinals and the finals there should be like a comp round that's like in the middle of the first and the second round it gives more players a chance to get drafted and it incentivizes winning because then you're getting more talented players for your team in the draft. I like that, but I'm sticking with maybe not a top five, but a lottery pick because that makes teams want to play in the in-season tournament. And that's what it's all about. You Here's need the to thing, give though, them a legit reason. Players don't really care about draft picks. Franchises care about draft picks. Yeah, but f- okay. So because that- because players view draft picks, that's competition. Like that's somebody coming in to try to steal your job. the The thing with the lottery is too. The NBA will never do it with a lottery pick because they want competitive balance and they want the bad teams to get good and the good teams to stay good. Um, so they'll never put a team that could like imagine if you know the the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers or the the fucking the Nuggets win the in season tournament you're giving them a, a lottery pick that's just crazy maybe it's just because I'm an agent of chaos and that's just chaotic because <laughs> that's 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 not that is just the NSN to a T I think and that's a comp round for what is it how many teams advance uh would be so it's eight teams yeah. four teams from each conference. Uh, in addition, so it's 10 teams because of the wild cards too. So it's like five teams from each conference. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. It's four. It's three pool winners and then a wild card. So that's eight teams. If you have a eight team comp round in between the first and the second round, I think that works because it's yeah. not that many teams. It gives incentive to, to advance to the semifinal and the final. Like it gives you a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not throwing off the competitive balance to a degree that's like mismanaged. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I like the, the YouTube comment section as well. What you would yeah, do to let us know. But yeah, Tuesdays and Fridays are the in-season tournament uh, games. The uh, the Sixers keep winning though, and that's what's fun. It's it's one of those things that like it feels like a heavy weight has been lifted off our chests. And Matt brought it up on the last episode. Uh, at YC on Twitter, hilarious follow, summed up the James Harden experience perfectly, if your team has ever had James Harden. The best day of your James Harden experience, the best days of your James Harden experience as a franchise are the day that your team trades for James Harden and the day your team trades James Harden away. It's like owning a boat. Yes. 
That's incredible. That's such a good way to put it. Because when you it's get James so Harden, true. it's the hype. It's like, this man's going to do it. This man's going to change. No. Which it was. For us, we got rid of Ben Simmons. We got James Harden. Like, well, that's, I think that's day. what made it. I think that's what made it a little bit more exciting for you is that you gained James Harden, an elite player, but then also got rid of the nagging thorn in your ass. And it's a, like double whammy. So you're euphoric after getting that. So you're blinded by what James Harden actually does and drops 30, but then you'll lose in game six. Yeah. Uh, It's it's not you. That's every team he's on. Robert Covington is a sixer again, which. I love that. No, I I love that. There's just some guys that deserve to be in a certain uniform and playing for a certain city. Robert Covington screams Philly to me. The ultimate process sixer. I remember here. playing with him in 2K in my mind. Like, yeah, 2016. He was, like, he was like the first player from the process era that was like, oh my God, this guy can shoot a basketball. What is happening? And was taking yeah. like seven threes a game. It was great. It up. Big Bob Covington, man. Holla at Rob. Um, we have a Morris brother, finally. Philly natives. It's about fucking time we have a Morris brother on our we team. Have a Morris brother, finally. I loved Marcus Morris' Instagram story when the trade happened too. Posted one of his photos and then put uh, the Meek Mill song where it's like, I had to get out of Hollywood. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's wicked funny. And obviously he's from Philly, so to have Meek is just great. You're just Meek. Poetic just justice. Details, baby. It's um, all the details. We got Kenyon Martin Jr., who I really like as an athletic like type of young playing prospect. Um, it's crazy that we have Kenyon Martin Jr. That's what I'm about to say. It's so weird now we're in the era of the players we saw growing up. Their sons are now in the league. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's still, it still makes me feel gross seeing Asante Samuel Jr. playing NFL. That is weird. That's even that's so weird. Um, like him, Frank Gore is a kid. It's just. Yeah. The... And then uh, we got Nick Batum, who will report to the team on Monday. Um, he was away from the team for personal reasons. Uh, his wife was not happy with how the trade went down. Um, didn't want to leave L.A. And he's apparently reporting to the team on Monday uh, when we take on the Wizards of Washington. Uh, but do you know how much play that clip of Nick Batum, like the rap of Nick Batum is going to get played in Philadelphia? Probably. On do you know this blue. clip? No. Oh, I gotta find it because it is it is going to get millions and millions of plays. Um I don't know what show this is from or who this is, but Fourth quarter yelling, why the fuck Batum is? The amount of play that's going to get more than likely if Batum is having a bad game is going to be unbelievable. Oh, my God. I can it, I can already see my Twitter timeline as he it's the fourth quarter, and it's just that video just the whole time. I saw somebody from the, uh, the Clippers fan base using the ever-viral Vince McMahon video meme. The... Oh, gee, you just the... And the caption was, fourth quarter, why the fuck Batum in? 
<laughs> Twitter stays undefeated, man. Undefeated. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Wednesday night we have Sixers Celtics at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, dude, hottest team in the NBA, man. I don't know. I don't know. Number two is number two in the East. Sixers. Yeah, that's when basketball's at its best, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. When the Sixers and Celtics are on top, and everyone else is just rummaging around for third, it's really nice. Really suffering. It was really suffering. The 11 seed uh, Miami Heat. Who did you see their basketball court? Uh, It's gross, apparently. (laughs) And the whole Heat culture, like phrase, in the paint on their court. Yeah, I saw writing. What? Why are we writing in the paint? Read this here. Why are we writing on the court? Like, I don't. Hardest working, best conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. That is the the lane of their court for their culture court. Doesn't that kind of contradict itself in a way? Heat culture is the most baffling thing. Ever. Then they said they were like professional, all that, and then they said dirtiest. I don't think you can have those two in the same sentence. They are a mind-boggling team, to say the least. Uh, you know what is crazy right now? It's early season, so it'll probably shift. But you know who the number four seed in the East is right now? Detroit Pistons. Uh, no, they are uh, the 13 seed. They're two. And oh, damn it! The Pist- okay. My whole theory on the Pistons is they will never get good until they go back to the actual horse logo. Instead of that fucking beach ball. It's not uh, a bad take. It's not a bad take. <laughs> the four seed right now in the East is the Orlando Magic. Ew. Ew. That's Muska Magic that's, basketball. Dude, that's so gross. The last time the, the only time the Magic should ever be good in history is when they have a dominant big man, a just random ass point guard who can shoot threes and JJ Redick. Like that's just when they should be good. Uh, yeah. If the playoffs started today, which they don't, obviously, it would be one through ten because it's the top ten that make it because of the play-in tournament. Celtics, Sixers, Hawks, Magic, Bucks, Nets, Pacers, and then your play-in teams would be Pacers at the seven seed, eight seed Cavaliers, nine seed Raptors, ten seed Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets are a team, too, that's just, they're on that verge. (laughs) They're just on that verge. I think I have a, I have a notes uh, section or yeah, section of my notes of wild sports predictions. And I wrote one, one night out on the town that I said, uh, LaMelo Ball will be the greatest basketball player of all time. Loki kind of might stand by that in a way. I think he has potential to be at least top 10. Hasn't been good this year. I'll say that. No, he is not. He's been bad. Um, he's the best out of all of them. So, yes, that was that was my hope. But he's kind of caught up in the limelight, which well, kills I, my. Speaking of great sports predictions because i can almost guarantee nobody predicted this what a transition uh it's brought to you by our pals over at foco uh and if you want to have your forever collectibles go to foco.com link is in the description use our affiliate link uh they're the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel accessories toys collectibles novelty items and more 
with major sports and entertainment licenses like the NHL, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, 90s Nickelodeon, the WWE. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. Across the board. Uh, what else am I missing? You college, smell what Foco is cooking. College sports. Soccer from the MLS, Premier League. They've got it all. Um, use our link in the description. Shout out to the homies over at Foco. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, NHL, a little Flyers. But, Pitsy, speaking of sports predictions, I don't know if anybody could have ever predicted. Did you see what has happened in the last two games? Thursday night and Saturday night that the San Jose Sharks participated in. Did they both go to overtime? Oh, no. They went far from overtime. Back-to-back games, the San Jose Sharks surrendered 10 goals in a hockey game. Back-to-back games surrendered 10 goals to two different teams. Thursday night, they lost to the Canucks at home 10 to 1. I'm going to need a minute. And Saturday night, they lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins 10 to 2. They got shut out. They got outscored 3 to 20. 20 to 3, they got shot uh, outscored. At home, both games. I have That's never cool. seen a professional hockey game in the NHL see a team score 10 goals in my life. I, I, I didn't think that was real except for playing your buddy in NHL. Like I've, I don't think I've ever seen a, an NHL team score 10 goals in a game that I've watched ever. So that's this is just wild to me. Okay, I have the list here from... Stat Muse of all places. Okay. Of course they have it. Uh, well, Pitsy, it has happened in our lifetime quite a bit. Um, most recently, March of 2023, the Dallas Stars scored 10 goals uh, against the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, they sucked. So, yeah, okay. It happened three times in 2022. The Montreal Canadiens on April 29th, 2022, beat the Florida Panthers 10-2. The Pittsburgh Penguins have now done it a bunch of times. Uh, on March 27th, 2022, they beat the Detroit Red Wings 11-2. The Toronto Maple Leafs on February 26th, 2022, beat the Detroit Red Wings 10-7. And then there was a long time since it happened before the 2022 to present era uh, where the Montreal Canadiens in... December 2nd, 2017, beat the Detroit Red Wings 10 to 1. For a long time, it was three straight games. The Red Wings were the team to surrender it. Jesus. The Sharks Christ. are that much closer to being part of that team. One more. October One more 5th, game. 2017, the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 10 to 1. The Canadians did it in 2016 against the Colorado Avalanche, where they beat them 10 to 1. The Columbus Blue Jackets did it. November 4th, 2016, against the Canadians, 10-0. The Pittsburgh Penguins did it on April 18th, 2012, at the Wells Fargo Center against my Philadelphia Flyers, 10-3. The St. Louis Blues did it against the Detroit Red Wings in 2011, 10-3. 
The Dallas Stars did it in 2009 against the Rangers, 10-2. The Buffalo Sabres did it in 2009 against the Oilers, 10-2. The Washington Capitals did it in 2008 against your Boston Bruins, 10-2. The Buffalo Sabres did it in 2008 against the Atlanta Thrashers, 10-1. Jeez. The Toronto uh, Maple Leafs did it in 2007 against your Boston Bruins at the Garden, 10-2. The Sabres did it against the LA Kings in January of 06, 10-1. The Ottawa Senators did it in 2005 against Buffalo, 10-4. The Washington Capitals, it's an old school Capitals logo, so it didn't look like them for a hot second, uh, did it in 2003 against the Florida Panthers, 12-2. San Jose Sharks actually scored 10 goals in a game all the way back in 2002 against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they won 10-2. The Ottawa Senators did it against the Washington Capitals in 2001, 11-5. The Capitals did it in 1999 against the Tampa Bay Lightning, 10-1. Wow. The Toronto Maple Leafs did it against the Blackhawks in 1998, 10-3. And then the first team was the New York Rangers at the Tampa Bay Lightning on November 10, 1998, 10 to 2 was the score. Wow. That's crazy. That's happened that many times. Unlocked there. Uh, it has happened. 10 goals is so ridiculous. 12 goals is the most in a single game, uh, which was the Washington Capitals. That's just such a crazy number in real life. Like, for hockey, 12 goals. That's 12 goals, dude. Like, you have to suck in that. Like, seriously. Ten goals in back-to-back games, though, is kind of Well, that's another That's another type of trash. That's, that's awful. crazy. Oh, um, God. But the Flyers, back in the win column, it's brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, and you can get Kenny's at the Wells Fargo Center when you're taking in the Fly Guys or the Sixers or the Wings or Villanova Basketball. Uh, you can also go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. 4.1% ABV, just 120 calories and 8 grams of carbs. Awesome looking can logos. They're also got uh, the Kelly Green Kenny merch that you can get to uh, double up not only for the birds, but St. Patrick's Day. Uh, get it while it's hot. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Pitsy the Flyers uh, on Friday night took down the Sabres 5-1 to one in Buffalo, everybody's darling team of the year, the Buffalo Sabres. But then uh, on Saturday got shut out at home against the L.A. Kings 5-0. Um, this is the Flyers, though, this year. They're not supposed to be good. So you take no. the wins as, like, good successes, and a 5-1 win is awesome for this team, but you're going to have those bumps in the road of a 5-0. Um, but here's the benefit of uh, the 5-1, Pitsy. Uh, tied for the team lead in points, our guy, number 10, Bobby motherfucking Brink, baby. Bobby fucking Brinks. Brink in the trucks. Let's go. Joel Farabee had two points in that game as well. And then here's the most create a player name of a guy who plays for the Flyers. First career goal. Louis Belpedio. We love a good fucking Living name like, like Louis. 
Louis. Louis. Louis. He's the pucks in the net. Eh? Louis. He's putting the puck right. in the back of the net. Louis. Gabagool in the top corner. Gabagool. Gabagool. Louis. Gabagool. <laughs> oh my. That's that's a name right there. Gabagool. Gabagool. Throw that on a t-shirt. Gabagool. Gabagoo Lou. Hey. Gabba 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 You know what I'm saying? You talk to your mother with that mouth. Hey. Capicola. You know, put a little Capicola Peugeot on that. South Philly Lou. Dude, I'm sorry. You got to put Gabagoo Lou on a shirt. That's incredible. We also Um, have a great player named Garnett Hathaway. Garnett, I, I don't know. Anytime I see here Hathaway, I just think of Anne Hathaway and how I'm just so down the middle with her. I don't know. Garnett Hathaway is unreal. And Kevin Garnett's the man. So, um, This is the Flyers, though. And I mean, Carter Hart's out right now, injured. So that sucks. Um, but yep. you take the wins when you get them. The losses are going to suck. But that's the Flyers right now. That's where we are with this team, and it's okay because they've embraced the rebuild. It's going to be fine. And if we look at the standings right now, the Flyers, they've got, let's see, where's the points total? They've got 11 points on the year, tied with the Capitals. Tied with the Capitals in points. And, I mean, the the division that the Flyers are in is tough. The Rangers, the Devils are good. Uh, We'll see how they survive without Jack Hughes for a while. Uh, the Hurricanes are always going to be a good team as long as they have Sebastian Ajo on that squad. The Islanders are frisky, uh, but the Penguins are dead, and that's what matters. So as long as we beat the Penguins this year, I think I'll be happy. That's all that matters. I hate the Penguins too, so um, right, right there with you. So, I mean, you just you take the wins when you can with the Flyers, and that's what's fun. Uh, we'll wrap up, brought to you by Kenwood Beer, a little brink-bonk bump. Nice. Pits. Nice. You know the rules. I, Who's I making the money rules. this week? Who was horny and who needs to take a seat? That is Brink Bonk Bump. Uh, I'll start with you for your, your Brink. My Who's Brink? backing up the Brink's truck? The Bobby Brink truck? Social media megastar Logan Paul taking home the United States Championship, beating Rey Mysterio, hitting him with brass knucks in Saudi Arabia crown jewel. That pay-per-view was electric. It was it's one of those things where I didn't think them making uh an annual Saudi Arabia show would be a good idea, but apparently the Saudi Arabians love wrestling. And the wrestlers have said that when they go over there, they get truly felt like it's a WrestleMania. So as a wrestling fan, I love seeing it be appreciated all over the world. And if, you know, every country could have that type of show that makes it feel like that, I'm all for it. And that just solidifies to me that wrestling is on the way back, baby. It's so back. Pitsy going back-to-back brinks of wrestling. Uh, had rest- uh, WWE as a whole last week, now Logan Paul. I, did you stay? Dude, he's going to be bringing that title on every pop, like, pop culture thing. And it's going to have WWE logo all over it. And he's bringing people into the into the strat or the WWE universe, you want to call it. It's a brilliant marketing strategy by Triple H and everyone. My brink this week: who's making the money? Who's on top of the world? Uh, it's it's got to be Daryl Morey pulling off the trade. 
James Harden is gone. Daryl Morey. He's still break. in the bottom of your screen there. I didn't want to mention that, but yeah. I mean, I love the artist. Shout out to my boy Michael J. Okay, then fair. Uh, and I mean, it's just a it's a piece of pod history of when we said that if we traded for James Harden, we'd put the painting in frame. I was standing right here with the painting, like James Harden was talking in the microphone, and we traded for him. I had to put him in the back. It, it's just like one of those historical uh, right. fair elements. Um, who is your bonk of the week to follow up, bro? T Wolves Brazil, dude. Other than I, I won't go double for this one, um, but I do need to give an honorable mention that Brazil stays fucking horny. <laughs> they just Brazil stays horny. All right. Uh, but no, it's going to Snapchat. Okay. I don't need to know why baby alien and this girl or the, like the, those weird little things and they're hooking up in the fan bus. I don't care. I don't know why you're putting it my way. I want sports news. I want wrestling news and I want things that will improve my mind. This is just making my mind mush. I don't Are you sure like it's it. Snapchat that's horny or is it the fan bus that's horny? No, it's Snapchat because they <laughs> keep pushing like it's not even that one. It's like other ones where it's like, what's this person doing? And it's just all these ads are like, I don't care. All right. I just want to see what like people I kind of talk to in college are up to and then close the app and go back to my day. You're being too much, Snapchat. All right. Chill out. My bonk. Uh, is going to go to Big Mouth Season 7. Extremely horny. Pitsy and I had a little watch party this weekend. Oh, yes. Oh, it was awesome. Big Mouth Season 7 is wildly horny, and it's just very funny. This is not an ad, but shout out to Nick Crow oh, no. and John Mulaney and the rest of that crew uh, because Big Mouth Season 7 was hilarious. We were oh, in fucking so tears watching oh, Season 7. Oh, my God. Dude, it's the show that can be so over the top, quote unquote, horny, but the the way that they make the like it, a good story and actually tell you like a, a re- relatable, it's like very relatable for puberty and whatnot, and it, it's just so well done. It's so All right, well Pitts, you're gonna look at that clock. <laughs> you're gonna tell that clock. Oh, I usually can do a haunt. Oh, you're gonna tell that clock how you feel. What's up? We're gonna have a good old fashioned spank bank look along. Oh yeah. Hey Connie. Dude, I you know, rage, so rage, many rage, fucking rage. rage. This season, I I have a lot of characters that stepped up and became favorites. I mean, Rick. Rick is hilarious. What's up, baby? Where's our baby? I got two eyes, baby. I got two eyes, baby. Now, wow. <laughs> Caleb is awesome. Caleb's hilarious. Matthew is just in, uh, no, who's, um, Missy's boyfriend, Elijah. He, like, him and his hormone monsters are, it's one of the most underrated. I did a wordle. <laughs> Highly recommend. Especially the bye week coming up for the Birds fans out See, there. Watch, watch season seven. What do we get? Like, what was it? Three hours? Three, four hours? Banged it out? That's a game. That's a game of the Birds. Mm-hmm. We got a bye week. Pitsy, you're bump. Who's got to take a seat this week? The New England fucking Patriots. All right. How about, how about you take a seat and let 
the real shining stars of Boston take over because it's bas- basketball season now. In my eyes, it's basketball season. The Celtics are back, 8-0 to start the year. I thought that when they traded Marcus Smart, it would be the end of all, all things great and good. How wrong I was, and sometimes it's okay to be wrong as a champion. And I was. Christoph Porzingis, Andrew Holiday were apparently the missing elements to this team. I couldn't be happier. I love throwing them on and shutting them off at halftime. Halftime. You know whose name keeps so getting thrown in uh, Sixers trade deadline circles? Who? Marcus Smart. No way. He hates it in Memphis. I mean, he the can't... Grizzlies are zero six. They stink. Yeah, dude. They Even are. Adams awesome. is out, and Jaws suspended until midseason. So, well, yeah, it can't be good in Memphis. Could you imagine no. Sixers? I would throw. I would team throw. No, I would. Of I would pure stream. I would make greaser dog merch of Pat Bev, Marcus Morris, and Marcus Smart together. I would puke on stream. That would be the most disgusting thing ever. Is Just seeing Marcus Smart dogs. in a 76ers jersey. A bunch of dogs. I, that is gross. Pat Bev and Marcus Smart. And Marcus Morris is being absolute no. menaces together on the bench while the Sixers are absolutely destroying a team. I don't like Ugh. any of this. I Great. am not having fun thinking Great. about this. Marcus Smart is the inverse of that fraud, Al Horford. Um, my, I, you know, I hate. Sorry, I hate that you give him so much shit. Al Horford is a he. He was great human. He, no, he was a sleeper cell. Um. My bump of the week is a Twitter user. Uh, I, I guess engagement was slow this week, Pitsy, mm-hmm. because this man is uh, Twitter blue verified. Uh, his name is Ernie. His Twitter handle is at ES3 underscore 09. And his Twitter bio is Dallas Cowboys Global Ambassador. Well, why haven't I heard about her? You just tell me. You, you tell me you're a fraud without telling me you're a fraud. Exactly. Here was his tweet uh, earlier this week on November 2nd at 12.57 p.m. It's a picture of Dak Prescott and says, I guarantee you, if you gave any hashtag Eagles fan the opportunity to become a hashtag Cowboys fan without receiving the hate for it, 10 out of 10, they'd make the switch Shrug emoji. Buddy, you got to take a seat. You got to take bad. a seat. It, like, the, the engagement farming from that is astronomical. And that just shows you how embarrassing of a fan base the Dallas Cowboys have sunk to. Where he got absolutely roasted by not only other fans... Cowboys fans because a tweet from at King Dre underscore 88 a fellow Cowboys fan to this Ernie fellow says bruh Cowboy fans don't even want to be Cowboy fans laughing emojis stop we just too loyal to switch teams that's the most oxymoron thing I've ever heard as a Cowboy Laker Yankee fan hilarious Ernie ridiculous Ernie at ES3 underscore 09. 
You're riding the bump. You're taking a seat, pal. You need, you you need to put, go put the phone down, touch grass. I want to see what his tweets are today. Yeah, how how's he doing after today? Let's see. He's he's tweeting through it. He's tweeting through it. It's he's tweeting through it's it. It's a sad day for it's for a Ernie. Sad day. It's a bad day. It's a sad day for Ernie. Um. So yeah, that's my bump. So to recap, Pitsy's brink is Logan Paul. His bonk is Snapchat, and his bump is the Patriots. My brink is Daryl Morey. My bonk is Big Mouth Season Seven, and my bump is at es three underscore oh nine on the tweet machine. Pitsy, any final thoughts as we head into what's upcoming week 10 of the NFL and an Eagles bye week? It's just, it's, it's, we got some dark days in New England, but thank God that we had, I don't know. You know what, Kyle? I'm trying to think of something. I don't know. I'm just really, I don't know what to think of this week, Okay. I'm just so sick of hearing everything going on with Boston stock media. Thank God I'm in my different circles with Philly and Detroit or whatnot to subside me. It's nice. You know, it'll be nice to see your tweets about the Eagles because at least somebody's happy. And then by extension, I can be happy. Um, I mean, the Bengals just beat the bills. So um, it, so that means the dolphins lost. Bills lost. Jets are going to lose tomorrow. So no blood in the AFC East. So you know what? That puts a smile on my face. So there you go. Uh, my final thought. Shout out to uh, Violent High School Football. Four wins in a row. Um, hey. We're, we're off this week. Looking for a game still, I believe, for next week leading into Thanksgiving. The big one against uh, the crosstown rival, Millville. Uh, but the all-conference players got announced uh, today and got to give a shout out to the boys, Ryan Maven, Tyrell Tank Pal. That's Tyreen Pal's younger brother. Uh, Mason Afanador, Saquon Anderson, Gavin Gallo, Colin Greif, Patrick Gilbert, and Olafemi Sode all made the All Conference teams this season. So shout out to them and shout out to Xavion Diaz, All Conference honorable mention. The boys were buzzing this year, five and five. We get that matchup next week. We go potentially six and five, and then have a chance to finish above or at 500 in year one of our new head coaching regime and our co-worker, Patty Pitts, Coach Guzman. Hey, shout out, Coach. Let's Hosting go, Coach. Guzman's gridiron. Uh, so, yeah, big shout out to the, to the fighting clan, doing the damn thing, and uh, hopefully we get that matchup, not this week, but next week, and keep things rolling. But... Make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Uh, you can also follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us get to our goals. We're really close to some new milestones over on YouTube, so help us reach those. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your order. And, of course, this show is presented by the city of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. 
Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. And their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856 794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. It's been a big time one. Episode 583 of Underground Sports Philadelphia for Pitsy and KB. It's Go Birds. Enjoy the bye week. We'll be back on Wednesday with myself and Matt. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace.